thanks for tuning in to Spill It. We love having you here. Our mission is to give you a glimpse into the performer's mindset and uncover what it takes to harness, control and use our personal skill set to achieve ultimate success. And now, please welcome your host, the nunchuck spinning, roundhouse kicking, backflip flipping, Akayo Samson! Nunchuck girl. Hey guys, it's your girl Akaya and you're watching Spill It, the show that gives you a glimpse into the performer's mindset and reveals the person behind the persona. Please welcome Spilt's first ever guest. He's a 22-time award-winning actor, director, and speaker. He's the one and only Tazito Garcia. Taz, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Write in and learn more about you and your accomplishments, and specifically your martial arts background. Could you tell us a bit about it? Yes, martial arts has been a huge part of my life. I started off in uh, Taekwondo. I did that for a little bit, and then I decided I also wanted to focus on using my hands as well. Mm. Uh, so I got into karate, and then I did karate all the way until I got my black belt, started really appreciating uh, Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee, so I started getting into kung fu as well. Mm. And then when I started to travel, I came across a boxing gym, and I started doing boxing because my cousins were doing boxing. And one of the coaches was also a capoeirista or somebody who trains capoeira. And then I ended up doing that for about maybe 18 years or so. So it was a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's, been, it's been a lifestyle ever since. Wow. Now, just there, you mentioned a few styles that you did, but I know you've done so many. Why did you decide to do more than one style? Um, you know, once you start training in one of the styles, eventually you find certain limitations in terms of say if you're doing a striking style or a grappling style and then you ultimately want to test that versus somebody else from a different discipline or a different style and if you're say a striker or a boxer you realize okay well if you're fighting against somebody who's very good with legs or takedowns how do you defend that so you start pursuing something else to be able to fight that or counter that or to you know put up a decent fight and uh, that's that's kind of you know, one of one of those things where you pursue perfecting the, the style of no style, basically, where you're like, okay, this is the max I can do here with my hands. Now, what about the other body part? Headbutts, elbows, knees, takedowns. I feel that martial arts has helped you throughout more than just your career. Absolutely. Martial arts has helped me focus and be disciplined. It kept me out of trouble and it made me very confident in many, many situations in a sparring situation, but also in real life situations as well. I also know that you were an Icon Award winner in 2016. How, how did that happen? Uh, that was actually a funny story. They called me up and they said that I was up for one of these awards and they asked if I had anything new to showcase. And I said, uh, not really. I think you've seen everything up to date. And I came up with a short fight scene which turned out to be a short film because more and more people wanted to join uh, the production. And it was such a great time. And then I was honored because they called me among all these other icons from, from, from the past that we grew up watching. It was a very humbling experience. I also as well know that you have your own stunt team, the Iron Dragon stunt team. 
Uh, once you get into action, you understand that it is very much like a dance for film. And uh, it's, it's, it's about pair work with partners. And you start developing a trust. You, you start developing a rhythm and a certain amount of uh, different set of moves. And from there, you know, once you, you start seeing people like, say, Jackie Chan, he's got a stunt team. If Jackie Chan's got a certain rhythm and he's working with a team different than his, it could be completely different tempo, different speed. He, he still needs to develop a certain trust, make sure that person doesn't kick him or punch him for real. And it's, it's a lot more time consuming and a lot more kind of, it takes you out of the moment of focusing on your performance, but also kind of anticipating, wait, am I really going to get hit? Wait, are they mm. going to make me look good? Do they understand going back and forth like partners with action reaction? And that's, you know, why I started with the stunt team. Plus also to get opportunities for a lot of my friends that strictly do stunts because it is a very tough industry. And a lot of people, if you are not affiliated with a team, it's very hard for you to get a job as single. But if you come in as a team, as a unit, and you're like, hey, we've got somebody who does high dives and somebody that drives cars and somebody that can take bullets and somebody that's police or army training and somebody that does martial arts, then you have a complete unit. And usually productions, they find that a lot more feasible and easier to hire as opposed to one person that does each one separately. This is really good information to know, especially for people who are just getting into the acting industry. I know that you're an actor who does their own stunts and action scenes. But do you ever have struggles with this or do you just consider it another part of your character? For me, usually it's just part of the character. I want to stay true to the character. So, for example, if I got to jump out of a moving vehicle or I got to jump from roof A to roof B, I have no problem doing that. But the problem is usually with the producers because if you are the star or if you are a, a relevant role, and you get hurt, then production will end up shutting down and they could lose a lot of time and a lot of money. And that's why sometimes you'll have a lot of the stars. One of two things will happen. Either they're going to be forced to have somebody do the stunt for them or the action scene for them, just in case, not because they can't actually physically mm. perform it, but because they're, you know, there's money riding on them. If they break an ankle, that means they can't shoot anymore, right? Um, the second part is you're going to see people like Tom Cruise now, like Stallone and like Jackie Chan, where they become producers on their movies because that way they have power as a producer to say mm. no one else is going to perform it except me, right? But it, it, once again, if they get hurt, which all three of them got hurt doing their own stunts, um, recently Stallone on Expendables or Tom Cruise on Mission Impossible, Jackie Chan, every other movie he's, he's hurt himself. Uh, it makes it very hard for insurance and it makes it very hard for everyone else that's working around when they're hurt, production kind of has to stop. And if he's okay, usually they can carry on. But if not, then stuff has to be put on pause for a bit. And that's usually what they try and avoid. Mm. And that's really usually what could pose itself as a problem. I completely relate to that because I've injured myself before. So totally get the concern there. Exactly. Now, let's talk about you as a director. What made you decide that was the path that you wanted to go down? Uh, I think I've always had a director gene in me since I was a kid. Mm. And uh, I think it's something you're innately born with. And then obviously when you start getting into the acting industry, a lot of stuff tends to be very slow until you get a chance, until people get to see you, until it's your time to shine. 
And that's when I said, okay, you know what? I'm tired of waiting. And I wrote my own stuff and then directed my own stuff. And Ooh. that was my initial, uh, I guess, first baby steps into directing officially. Now, what uh, would you say are your pros and cons to acting versus directing? Uh, pros and cons. Uh, um, I'll give you maybe the top three uh, mm -hmm. for acting. It's always fun. It's always exploring new characters and different ways to perform. Um, you get to travel, you get to work with a lot of people and you get to dress up and be different people for a living. Uh, the cons would be, it's very hard for you to consider that a career, at least at the very beginning. Uh, a lot of people associate actors and performers as being puppets and mm. the brain is the size of an ant. Um, so they kind of, oh, you're an actor. Yeah, okay, whatever. Mm. Um, and then of course, uh, there's competition, tons of competition, tons of rejection. Oh. The directing side of things, you get a lot more respect because people are like, oh, you're a director. Cool. You're calling the shots. Uh, you get opportunities to work with a lot of people. And of course you have a lot of power. Now the, the con to that is the fact that all that power could be abused and you could be given people the wrong directions like a captain of a ship and you could sink the ship. Mm -hmm. um, of course, you could also have a lot of competition. And when it turns great, everyone gets the kind of party and everyone gets their piece of the pie. But if it doesn't turn out too well, then what ends up happening is the director usually takes all the fault, including bad acting. So usually they say there's no bad acting or bad actors. There's only bad directors, right? Because the director has the power mm -hmm. to be like, hey, this way, do it this way, slow it down, speed it up, give me more, be less angry, more angry. So that's, that's kind of, I guess, the, the positives and negatives or a few of them. Now, right there, you mentioned some of the struggles that directors would face, but what's the biggest struggle you've ever faced with your directing? Um, I would say it's um, just getting stuff off the ground, right? So we all have a concept or a script or an idea, but then say, for example, getting finance, getting the money to go and shoot it, to back it up, to be able to buy the permits, to be able to pay the actors, and the makeup and the hair, wardrobe, catering, all that kind of stuff. So usually that's kind of the very difficult part at the beginning. Uh, and just getting, getting your foot through that door. It's usually the mm. very first one that's very tough, but then it starts rolling and it gets easier from then on. Now let's talk about you as an actor. I saw that in 2018, you had a role in the TV series Shadowhunters. What was that experience <laughs> like? Uh, it was a lot of fun, and it was actually very funny. I had an audition for that show, and um, so they just called me in, and they said, hey, you have an audition for Shadowhunters, and I was like, what the heck is Shadowhunters? Am I facing shadows? Are those shadows full? Are they good? How do I go? How do I hunt them? I'm not really sure. I never really came across a show before until that one audition. And I kind of had a quick crash course. I watched maybe an episode. I read up on it uh, because some of the lingo in the script, I had no clue what that was. And I was like, oh, okay. That's a weapon that kind of kills these shadows. Aha, okay. Um, so I went there. It was a great audition. And they said it was great, but I looked too young. 
part, even though I was, I was the age of that character. Uh, so the casting director, she brought me back in for another one. And then she's like, ah, man, I don't know what to do with you. I like your acting, but you look too young. And she sent me home again. And then finally she called up my agent and she's like, okay, we're going to use him. Uh, he's going to have a, a co-star role um, in, uh, in season three. So he doesn't have to audition. We're just going to book him straight uh, from, from, you know, what we remember and what we saw and uh, just see if he's okay with it, which I was absolutely okay with. I was on the show. I got my credits on screen. It was fun. Very, very cool cast. Very, very cool and talented uh, crew as well. And um, yeah, that was it. And then once we shot that, they actually <laughs> called me in to audition. They're like, okay, you're going to book at this time. They're like, hold on. We saw your face, so we can't use you. We're sorry. That's it. And it was, it was quite the back and forth with that show. Also, have you had any negative experiences with fans on that show or just in general? Uh, no, I think fans are usually awesome. You know, if they say negative things, if they say bad things, I think it's kind of a gauge because you got to mm -hmm. listen to them. You take away the fans, any A-lister will disappear. Uh, so you need the fans to be able to survive, to keep working and to continue being the star that you are, whatever caliber. Um, so you just got to listen to the fans and see what it is they want more of, less of. And at the end of the day, everyone has their opinion, right? So it's who's, who's the best actor, who's the, the best martial artist, what is the best martial arts style, right? You're going to have somebody that says, you know, MMA is the best. Boxing sucks. Someone's going to say, no, boxing is the best, but wrestling sucks. Mm. And right, who's wrong, right? It's open for grabs. It's open for everyone. And if you are getting into this industry and you're going to be offended by what people have to say, then you're in the wrong industry, right? Mm. So you're putting yourself out there for the people to see you, judge you based on everything you do. So it's part of the deal. I know that in acting, you can have ups and downs that can cause you to feel like you don't really belong in this profession anymore. And sometimes it can be caused by comments or something that someone said. Have you ever had an experience like this? Absolutely. I mean, when you first start off, you, you see a lot of excitement and you see a lot of people that start off and they're like, yeah, this is it. I'm taking my acting class and I'm with an agent now, and for sure I'm going to get some work. It looks great. And then the next thing you know, you're not working for six months, a year, and you see people drop like flies because they're like, man, this is really tough, right? And they just mm -hmm. go the secure route. They start doing whatever other kind of job, and then they kind of push the acting career aside. Um, so you kind of question yourself, wait, should I be doing the same thing? Wait, okay, well, it's been six months since my last gig or three months since my last gig. When's the next gig going to be? And it's that waiting. And while you wait, it's kind of exactly like what's going on with quarantine. You're not certain. And that's kind of one of the things that can really break people, right? They're thinking about it. They're like, mm. wait a second. When is this going to be done? When am I really going to work? When am I really going to have my shot? And this is where you can self-destruct or you could use it to be creative and start writing your own stuff and performing your own stuff and growing, right? So that's kind of how I, I converted that. And I started doing my own work, creating my own work. And as little as a spit in, 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 in the ocean, as it may seem, it is work at the end of the day, right? You do it for the love of it. You do it because if Instagram, social media was all to go, is it something you're still going to be doing? And my question was yes. 
right? So I'm not doing mm -hmm. it for the fame. That, that's a byproduct. That's a bonus. But I'm doing it because it's something I genuinely love, right? And once you understand that, it keeps you going. It's not because, oh, look how many likes. I'm going to do more to get more likes or more views, right? You're doing it because you genuinely like this craft. I especially think we need to use this time that we have right now to really improve in whatever it is we're doing. I know we all have moments of doubt like that, but I really think that this is the time we really need to step up and ask ourselves, is this what we want to do? When I was teaching my students, I would ask them one thing. Are you procrastinating? Then chances are you're doing something you don't really enjoy. And that's why you're always pushing it to the side or to the very last minute, right? So really, that's, that's a question that I typically ask myself, wait, if it's something I'm very excited about, I'm gonna do it now, right now. I'm not gonna wait, right? And that's really what it is. Now, what would you say was the biggest struggle you had at the beginning of your acting career, just getting into really the industry? I think it was a mix of, you know, the support system, whether it's family or friends, for you to be like, hey, I'm going to become an actor. And for people to be like, oh, really? Good stuff. Congrats. You know, um, and the belief system, you really having that force inside you, that little voice that you're like, it doesn't matter what everyone around me in that circle is saying, it can be done. Oh, who do you think you are? If it's that easy, everyone would have done it. And you just listen to that little voice inside and you just keep pursuing it and you keep putting in 100%, right? So that's kind of usually what it's all about. Right. And then, of course, you got to earn the respect of people and put yourself out there and for somebody to actually see you for them to be like, hey, they're good. Let's give them a chance. Now, I saw that your most recent supporting role is in Project X Traction 2021, starring John Cena and Jackie Chan. What was that experience like working with those two legends? It was tons of fun, tons and tons of fun. And it was a great chance to see why these people are still on top and the amount of work that they still put in, mm -hmm. even though they already established their names, their reputation, who they are. And they have tons and tons of credit. They don't have to be proving it. They don't have to be putting in the time anymore, but they still do. And it kind of drives you and motivates you to keep pushing, right? That even when you're at that caliber, you still got to be hungry. You still got to be humble. And you still got to be pushing to be the best version of yourself. Um, and of course it was like, a, a every kid's dream, you know, you watch them wrestle, you watch them fight, you watch them in cartoons, you watch them in all these different movies and you're like, wow, this is great. Every kid's dream. And I'm right here on set with them. We just had lunch or we just had dinner. We just had a scene together. This is awesome. Now I'm going to switch it up a little bit here. I read an article in Eligible Magazine saying that in your past life, you were a warrior. In your next life, you'll be a warrior. Can you expand on that for us? Mm, yes. Um, I would say it's one of those things where it's a go-getter mentality, right? So you got to go hunting. You, you don't just wait and kind of wait for stuff to drop, whether it's literally food you got to eat and bring back because you got to survive or whether it's job opportunities or creating your own work. Um, it's, it's, it's just that mindset, that mentality, you know, where you got to be the go-getter, you got to be hungry and that hunger is your drive. Right. And that's mm. the warrior mentality I'm talking about. Now, as well as being an accomplished actor who can do their own stunts, director, and so many more things, I know you support various charities. 
Can you tell us which charities you support and why it's important to support them? Uh, you know, I'm going to mention just a few. Uh, there's been Sick Kids. There's been Princess Margaret Hospital, Cancer Lodge. There's been uh, Relay for Hope for uh, breast cancer. And there's been Build a School for a Dollar. There's been Dragon Heart, the Jackie Chan Foundation, where it's building schools and providing uh, pens, pencils, desks, paper for the, uh, I guess, the people that can't afford any of that mm. kind of stuff. So one of the most important things to just give back, you know, because all that fame, the likes, the views, all that kind of stuff is great. But then if I died today, what did I really do? Sure, there's one side where you live and enjoy for yourself, but also there's the people that you touch and the people that you, whether make them smile or change their life, who knows, maybe one of those people that I've, you know, been able to help and get them a pen or paper or a pencil or a desk, they're going to become a great doctor that's going to save somebody one day, right? So give them back. Mm. And you're so right right there. It's important to give back because I know that some people don't are, aren't as fortunate as we are. It's very simple. Now, I mean, I tell mm -hmm. people you're going you're, you're gonna to go buy a Happy Meal or a coffee for a certain amount of money. You could always give that exact same portion, you know, and you'll be surprised how much of a difference that makes, right? If you're mm -hmm. one person, imagine if 10 people gave seven bucks, which is worth, I don't know what coffee or 10 bucks worth, whatever meal or 15 or 20 bucks, you know, you do the math and then it adds up very, very fast. Now, on top of everything we've talked about, your acting, directing, martial arts, and charities you support, plus even stunts. I also want to know about Movie Expo. I know you're the VP and co-founder of it and why it was important to bring it to life. Yes, Movie Expo was something that was created with my partner and myself, and we brought it to life because the city needs more opportunities. We have everything from uh, grants, locations, the talent, the, the, the crew, everything here but we don't know we don't really have a sense of direction most of the time and it was one of those things where we said okay you know what we're going to create a bridge a platform for all the people whether they're brand new straight out of school or whether they're veterans and people that are currently professionals and working to be able to network to be able to continue growing to be able to go somewhere and showcase what it is they do and perhaps inspire the new generation and of course, we're off. You know, we offered a, a a part of it that was more showcasing the equipment, the talent of what these people were doing. We had another side that was seminars and workshops where people could actually go in and get educated and learn from these mentors and people that are currently working. And of course, it was one of the biggest networking opportunities for for this kind of work. That's what it's all about. It's who you know, not just what you know, you know, so it was a great, great time. I know you were there and um, we're, we're going to have a second one that's coming up in March. So stay tuned. It's going to be online. It's going to be tons of fun. And the plus side for this year is you could be anywhere in the world mm. and you don't have to travel. You could just access it from online and you could learn from best of the best in whatever it is. Um, the different departments that they represent. So it's going to be a good time.
I'm super excited for Movie Expo in March. It's going to be the first virtual one, which is always fun. Yeah, yeah. Lots of surprises with this one coming up. It's mm -hmm. going to be a fun time. Have you had any big challenges with Movie Expo? Uh, with the Movie Expo, I guess some of the challenges would be, you know, for more and more people to know that it exists. I think that's the biggest challenge because it is brand new and you just need to create that awareness. That's all, right? So I would say that's the biggest thing is for more and more people to know that this is here for you. This is a platform we want you to use. We're providing it as a massive bridge for you to be able to find more opportunities, connect with more professionals, and truthfully switch it from a job status to a career status, right? And that's mm -hmm. what it's all about. And this is our home, Toronto's home, right? And that's really why we put this together. Now we've talked about everything you have done, but what are you working on right now? Uh, since the beginning of quarantine, I wrote five different scripts and we started doing self-tape castings for them. So we were always moving and um, I've been training. I've been, you know, fortunate enough to be able to get back to set a couple of times, obviously with the new uh, standards in regulations, the masks, the protection, the tests, the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been very different, but blessed and very happy and grateful to be back on set and able to do some work. It's, uh, yeah, so quarantine may have kept us at home, but still, this and that could still keep going. That's so true right there. More great advice. As well All as right. doing everything you've done during quarantine, and you just mentioned some of, some of the stuff that you've done, but what else have you been doing to keep motivated during this whole pandemic? Uh, listen, as a kid, I've been through war, literally. So it was a lot scarier than everything that's happening now. Even when we stayed home, we didn't know if we were going to hear and that, that home you were staying in was safe enough, right? So... We're in a very, very blessed time right now. We have our Wi-Fi's, we have our Netflix, we've got our Amazons, we've got our phones, social media, and um, there's nothing to really be complaining about. You know, I think it's just a matter of, a, it's a mindset. You know, it's a mindset. You're going to be able to switch that mindset and be like, okay, one of the beautiful things that humans are capable of doing is adapting. So we just got to learn to adapt. And same thing with businesses. They got to be able to adapt. So you can't have the people come into the store. Cool. Create something online, right? And that's, that's, that's really what it's all about. It's just a mindset. You know, you're going to be strong here. And that's, that's all. But also, before I forget, we've got an action class coming up on Monday. So for anyone that's tuning in, I'm going to be hosting a class in association with Rapier Wit which is one of Canada's first and oldest stage combat schools. And uh, it's going to be all levels, all ages, 7 to 9 p.m. October 5th, which is this Monday coming up. All right. So you can DM me and let me know. And I know you're going to be there. And uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. We're going to be focusing on the Hong Kong style action, which is a style of the least amount of cheating, and the most amount of you, the performer, doing what is going to make you look great and shine in front of the camera. Not the editing, not the camera shake, but you. Okay, so if you're interested, drop me a DM. Now, 
this is one of our final questions. In 10 words or less, what do you want the audience to take home from this interview? Be humble, be hungry, keep working like it's your first day. Meaning, when you start getting higher up in the ranks, don't cruise control. Remember how hungry you were the first time. Remember how hungry and how hard you're ready to work when you first started off. And have that mindset always, always as your mindset throughout, whether you're first step, mid-step, or top step. Because if you're up here and you start cruise controlling, somebody else that's here that's hungry is going to pass right by you. So stay humble, stay hungry, and keep doing what you did day one, okay? So always put in the work, never cruise control. And don't be afraid to follow me, okay? I answer <laughs> questions, don't be afraid. Say hello, I'll say hello back. Uh. <laughs> and, um, yes, 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 yes. Uh. Well, this week's episode has come to an end, but the fun doesn't have to end here. Taz, thank you so much for joining me today. We'll have to do it again. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. Until next time, stay driven, stay awesome, and always be ready to spill it. Akaya, out. This week's episode has come to an end, but the fun doesn't have to stop there. If you have any questions, suggestions, or feedback, head over right now to Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Like, share, and get involved. Until next time, stay awesome, stay driven, and always be ready to spill it. Nunchuck girl. Roundhouse.